Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives. And through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, your self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. I hope you will. Yay! Here we go! Episode 175 of the I Am Rahab miniseries featuring Autumn Miles' book, I Am Rahab. Yes, and today we're going to cover chapter 4 titled, I Am Listening. In case you missed the first the first three, we talked about chapter 1, which is just, we're all sinners. We all, we all have our Surprise. baggage. <laughs> Newsflash, we all fall short. Chapter two is about name calling, whether you're calling yourself something or someone else's and how you're misidentifying. But then we also talk about the hope with leveraging it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then last week we talked about seasons, which has been your favorite so far. Oh, I love a good analogy, Brooke. <laughs> and, and, and it's fall, so congratulations. Yes. And just a heads up to everybody. I have the sinusy junk going on. Your so turn. This is just my hot mom voice. <laughs> we'll only batch a couple episodes. <laughs> yes. I usually save this for our after hours. After hours episodes. episodes. Man, I'll never forget. I guess it was our first year of podcasting, and one of us had a sinus infection, oh. and then the entire next mini series because we batched in like two days or three days. Yes. So, like the first, first 20 episodes? Yeah. I don't know. We don't sound like we do now. <laughs> Except you do, Farron, so good job. Anyway, chapter four. (laughs) It's called I Am Listening. What are we listening to, Farron? Besides the melodic tune of your voice. Gosh, please no. Um, I saw kind of two overarching themes. I'm sure there's more for those of you keeping score at home. But listening for God and the Holy Spirit, but also listening to the stories about God, whether it's through his word in the Bible or experiences other people have had and we'll talk about how those both came up according to Rahab I'll start with one is Rahab if you remember she was living in Jericho which none of them were believers in God but stories of God had made it to her town Mm -hmm. and so that is where her faith started was hearing stories about the things that God had done for his people yeah and when you go when you go and hear stories like wait he did what for you this happened, wait, the sun stood still, or the sea parted, or, so you can think back on those stories, too, like, if God parted the seas for his people, will he not make a way for you, too? Yeah. And just real world. Part some traffic. Absolutely, please. (laughs) 635, 35s, all the ones that end in 5s, 75. Uh, Well, then there's, okay, I could go on. There's so many highways, if you're not familiar with where we live. Anywho, 
uh, I think, too, of, like, real-world application when you hear a friend talking about a new product or a new site or a new whatever Mm -hmm. t-shirt company, and then later somebody's like, man, have you heard of a good t-shirt company? And you're like, well, my friend spoke so highly about it. Here's this one. So word of mouth, still, we see that today, and that's kind of how I imagine, you know, word of God getting to Rahab, which is kind of a miracle in and of itself, but um, Autumn talks about hearing versus listening, and so you can hear a story versus listening, or like in conversations, Mm -hmm. if you're that person that's like only, you know, hearing what you can talk about, and you're thinking about your next talking point, instead of listening to the person that's speaking. It made me think of Charlie Brown with the teacher, where it's like, wah, 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 that would be hearing something, (laughs) but listening is, it's the intent to understand what they're saying. Good point, good point, good point. Well, you know, I try. (laughs) I also like how you said, just the whole premise of Rahab had faith in this through store through word of mouth and what do marketing people tell you all the time word of mouth is the number one way to get people to buy your thing or listen to whatever like you said it's firsthand experience I have experienced this and I trust that person therefore I can believe what they're saying yeah so here's a challenge this week one share our podcast how often well yes how often are you talking about what God's doing in your life Ooh. you know And then we all know that we might be on the flip side. We might be talking all about God and Jesus, but what are our actions saying? Mm -hmm. Because someone's going to be more likely to listen to you if they're seeing what you're saying practiced. But if you're one of those that, man, your practice is great. No one's perfect, but it's pretty great. Placing your faith. But how often are you talking about it? Because you never know who might need to hear it. Well, and we talk about this too, just... With our educator background, there's a difference between explicit teaching and modeling. So my actions are modeling a thing, but sometimes you need to say, hey, I'm specifically telling you right now, God is working on this in me. So whenever you say it, it make, not makes it more real, but it helps the other person kind of tune in as well. Yeah. So now the flip side of this is you as a believer, how can you listen and hear from God? And I like how Autumn pulls out scripture throughout all the books, Mm -hmm. all the chapters. So if you don't have a copy, please go get one. Um, But it just makes it easier for us to speak in confidence, too. But she quotes, do you call it quoting? References? Deuteronomy? (laughs) Quoting the Bible. The Holly Bibli? The Holly Bibli. Uh, So Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And she goes on to explain how... To hear from God is both a privilege, but also a command. So Mm -hmm. if you are like, wow, I am trying to listen and hear from God, you know, how are you going about doing that? And that's come up a lot in our CG, our Bible study, our friends groups, even talking to our kids. Like, what does that sound like? That is Scout's number one question. She asks it maybe at least once a week because I talk about how I, God was telling me this and she goes, wait, out loud? Wait, out loud? (laughs) Wait, he talks... What? And so I just, I mentioned like, he whispers to your heart or he gives you the God nudge. So why don't you, you made a good point earlier before we were recording. How, how do you hear God's voice? Yeah, this also just likewise, you know, kids, they'll put you on the spot. So you always got to be ready. (laughs) Um, But we've been having really good conversations lately. And I don't remember what Jesus song was playing on the radio. Kids are listening to the songs, by the way. Yes, they (laughs) are. (laughs) That could be good or bad, just I feel like someone needed to hear that. Okay. 
Um, and so it talked about hearing from God. And so we had this conversation recently. And so I'll just share what I shared with them. I said, you know, sometimes it can be like a voice like you might see in the movies. Like, Brooke, this yeah. is God. Yeah. Or it's a thought that seems to pop in your head that you don't necessarily think came from you. Right. And we talked about in the car ride how... Someone might come to my mind, and so what I do is then I pray for them. Mm -hmm. And I might hear later about how that came to be or an explanation, but sometimes not. But also how sometimes when we're listening, just like, again, talking to my kids in school and even at practice, I tell the girls, Mm -hmm. good listeners do two things. (laughs) (laughs) They look at the person who's talking, and they try not to talk. And so here's what I tell, told my kids is, because they've heard that plenty of times at practices, if you want to hear from God, so one, looking at the person who's talking, you know, get into a state of prayer with God, and two, try not to talk. So just pause. Try to find a quiet stillness. And I think a lot of people beat themselves up because they can't stay focused. But um, kind of been looking at meditation. It talks about meditating in the Bible as well. And I love that this guru person was like, everybody's thoughts wander, wander. But it's about how fast can you catch that and get back to your focus. Mm -hmm. So don't be, you know, don't give up if your thoughts keep wandering. And so I told him that too because my oldest was like, I tried to do that. But then I started thinking about this. And so bringing your focus back to God and just trying to silence your thoughts. Anywho, that's when you can feel it. But sometimes it comes out of nowhere. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. Um, So Autumn... Let's make it a point. She goes on her prayer retreat every January, which I think, you know, maybe we start doing, can we prayer retreat in October, like to Salem or something to just hocus pocus everything just, up? You know, some <laughs> random suggestion, not that we've considered it yeah. for hey, years. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but when she came back from this prayer retreat, she had some not so, it's some interesting news that she was supposed to shift and shed. So she was like, wait, what? Through the ministry? Uh, so whenever she heard what God was saying, she asked for clarification, which I think sometimes we forget to do. Like you can be like, mm, can you be more specific? I'm not quite sure what you mean. And when you were saying meditating, Farron, some other religions or other secular practices, meditation is clearing of your mind and Christian meditation. You want to meditate on God's word or listening to God. You're being active in it, not just trying to Think of nothing, because whenever you think of... It's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. That's why people struggle with it, but let's meditate on the word. So she heard, she asked for clarification, and then she went to share it with her community or the people who were involved with it so they could all be praying for it, which I thought was neat, especially if you aren't sure what the next steps are. And that is another big theme of this chapter, and again, something that I've heard from a lot of friends and even younger people in the community is direction in life and how do I know if I'm choosing something that just aligns with my fleshy soul or Mm -hmm. is aligning with God's call for me and so entering into prayer is obviously important having people pray for you too Uh, but then also listening for guidance from God via the Holy Spirit and so on and so forth and one experience I had was um, I I use this example a lot, but I was going through dyslexia training and they mentioned uh, going back to school to get another certification. And I <laughs> not said, not again. <laughs> Heck no, I'm never doing that again. When I graduated college, I said I was never doing two things. <laughs> Which are? One was I was never going to go back to school. <laughs> two was I was never doing another burpee. <laughs> I have broke both of those promises to myself. <laughs> 
But it hasn't been that bad. It hasn't been that you bad. You know, it's fine. And you're on the other side of it. So I got the prompting to, in fact, <laughs> go get the certification, which involved going back to school more or less. And I knew that was not for me because <laughs> that was one of your two things. That you I mean, I only do. told myself two things. And, uh, and so I knew that had to be from somebody else. But another example is I was at a place that I love to work. Um, I was going to live there and probably like Dwight Schrute from office, uh-huh. the office. I was just going to die in my office chair working there. Uh, but it really took God forcing me mm-hmm. out of there, you know, kicking and screaming, which in hindsight, again, I can find purpose in it all. But it took a lot of just moving forward in faith, one stone, stepping stone at a time. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably going to have more of those. And as you collect these experiences, Put them in a bottle or a jar for the next time you go through something hard. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope that you guys can mentor those younger than you to continue to move in faith because they might not have as many experiences to pull from, which is always why it's a good idea to have a mentor that's gone before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And like you were saying, Farron, know the stories in the Bible. That's super helpful too because there will be sometimes the kids do something. I'm like, hey, remember what happened to Jonah? He didn't listen. No. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, Which but... brings it full circle back to Rahab, right? Yes, yes. She didn't have her own experiences with God to pull on, but yeah. she was using the other stories she had heard about him to establish her faith. Yeah, there was, okay, so, you know, when you get out in the real world, you're fresh out of college and you have, quote, no experience, but you... Sometimes you might feel like that with the Bible, but you do because you have all of the wisdom from all these other people who have gone before you. It's historically proven. This is a a proven text that is living. So when you have all this, you have a whole Bible to pull back on your on experience and wisdom. So if you're a brand new Christian, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Okay, well, you can follow these people because what they're doing, they have positive steps that you can take too. And here's the challenge to those of you that aren't all about reading their Bible. And full disclosure, I there was many, most of my life, that I did not look at the Bible, didn't have a Bible, maybe had one, but it was sitting on the shelf because it's pretty. Uh, so you too can learn and grow to read your Bible. Mm-hmm. But here's the challenge. If you are feeling, feeling like there's a hole or a gap or that, you know, whatever you're currently doing isn't meeting your need, maybe you could try reading the Bible. (laughs) If it's something you haven't tried yet, and you could start in Psalms, Proverbs, those are uh, good places to start. I like Proverbs. Uh, If you want to read otherwise, we always recommend all these apps. And you're like, oh yeah, I was going to download that last week. Go do it now. (laughs) Download it now and then hit play. Yes, please do. So she talks about just how God's word is living and breathing and it is, again, it's going to be like that life, water, like Jesus and all the things. So, Farron, recently, and by recently I meant last night, like, okay. at, <laughs> <laughs> like at midnight, um, I was, someone had commented on something and they mentioned how they were always just so tired. God doesn't want us to be tired and then force ourselves to do a Bible study. I said, you're right. God doesn't want us to be exhausted all of the time. He wants us to rest in him. And if you are so beyond exhausted that you feel like you're having to force yourself to do some things, um, this is a Tough Love podcast, right? So actions precede emotions. Everybody's tired. And then I said, you know what? 
We like habit stacking. Everybody's brushing their teeth already, right? Mm -hmm. So ideally for two minutes twice a day, right? So there's four minutes of dedicated prayer time. So anytime you brush your teeth, you could pray. Mm-hmm. And do calf raises at the same time as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or if you're on a commute, or if you have to fold laundry, or wherever you can put on audio, that's when you can listen to the Bible. So whatever you're already doing, put it in, in your day. Because that's what it should be anyway. We should be living it. Absolutely. And here's another thought that just came to my mind. Tell me. I'm listening. Uh, I listen to lots of podcasts. One is Ed Milet. He has a lot of inspirational people there that have overcome crazy things, and so that in turn inspires me personally. But they, he picked up on a concept that a lot of people that end up on his podcast were told at some point in their life they would never fill in the blank, mm-hmm. or you can't fill in the blank. And that just lights some people's fire, sure. right, to get going. So here's what Autumn says. She says, because the word of God is so powerful, Satan attacks God's word by disarming God's people. So when you, if you need to hear this, Satan does not want you to read the Bible. Period. So punch him in his face and prove him wrong. There, someone told you not to do it. Let that, if that's your (laughs) style, like my male child, Brianna, then (laughs) let that be, yeah, prove him wrong. Prove Satan wrong that you, I'll show you Satan. I'm going to read my Bible in your face. Mm -hmm. So we do talk about parenting a lot on the podcast. So even if there's times where I go to start telling a Bible story and then I realize, Mm, I don't remember that detail, which could significantly turn the story (laughs) the wrong way. So I'd always try to remember, I either need to read it when they're at school or something and retell it to them, or let's read it together, something like that. So it's okay if you don't have everything memorized. At one point, the kids were like, okay, wait, we're humans first, or animals, or... And I was like, well, technically, humans are animals But let's go back and read the verses so I can tell you the exact order with sky and sea and things. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Like, yep, me too. (laughs) Yep. We all need reminders. Uh, Me the most. Me the most. Oh, man. We talk about reading the Bible a lot. We talk about prayer a lot. And if you're still on the fence about praying or it feels weird or uncomfortable, that's why we made a whole mini-series about prayer, which is our Gangster Prayer mini-series, also by Autumn Miles, episodes 131 through 140. And it's... Pretty much a powerhouse of how to do it, why we do it, what are some things people have tried in the Bible, and how is it living out and relevant today. So if you've been stuck there, go to that one. We also talk about memorizing scripture a lot, and earlier when we were talking about following the God nudges, especially for taking a leap of faith, like you were saying, Farron, with your job, or if you're trying to figure out where to move, and what school district is important for your kids, or all these things that you don't know because your kids aren't in school yet. (laughs) So you're having to make a decision six years in advance, or however many years in advance, and you don't know what's right. So Philippians 4, 6 through 8, that talks about peace that surpasses all understanding, and praying on it, and then thinking on all the things that we're supposed to think on. So instead of being worried about whatever, we need to give it to God, and then think about all those other things, if you needed that. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Look at you, memorizing scripture. I wrote it down. (laughs) And I have it pulled up right next to me. (laughs) I have two questions to ask you, Farron, based off of things we've talked about so far. So one of them, first one, Mm -hmm. what is Mm -hmm. Satan using against you? Okay, so earlier you said Satan is trying to keep you from reading your Bible. Mm -hmm. So what is keeping you, or you listener, think about this. Mm -hmm. What is keeping you from doing the things you know that's going to grow your relationship with God? What is Satan trying to do to distract? Or he's convinced you to convince yourself that you need to do it. 
It used to be that I was not smart enough to be to be able to read the Bible. That's what it used to be. And that is then why I used an audio Bible, because then I don't get hung up on the words. Um, habit stacking, I listen to it a lot when I'm driving or walking, which helps me keep my focus because something else is happening at the same time. Um, so it used to be, again, that I wasn't smart enough to read the Bible. But nowadays, I find that I am, and this is the theme of our current Bible study at church, striving to please others and get many tasks done in my day that, oh, I'll do it later, but that's a trap because it doesn't happen later. <laughs> so whether I'm trying to people please or say, well, I got to meet all these other people's requests first and God's always going to be there, right? Like those are kind of the tempting thoughts. Oh, I didn't do it today. That's okay. Try again tomorrow, which sounds positive and encouraging. You don't want to beat yourself up. But even those nice comments can be little, little lies that we tell ourselves. So something that I've done to kind of combat that is I start my day by reading the Bible. Even if it's 20 minutes and it's the Bible study, a devotional, uh, listening to the audio Bible, something. I do something mm -hmm. and at least the first 20 minutes. Now if my day's a little more schedule free and it trickles over, great, but you know, we can all say from the outside of anyone's day, everyone has 20 minutes. How much time do you spend on social media? Rah, 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 rah. Okay, you've probably heard that 5,000 times. So for me, it, it was the order in how I do my day. Yeah. And not letting those little comments, which is talking to myself nicely, but recognizing the source of where it's coming from has kind of flipped that script a little bit for me. That's good. Um, a couple things before we close. There's a, a section where Autumn says God speaks to us in several ways, and then she lists out scripture. But the two main ones she's going to talk about are the Spirit and the Word. So that would be the Holy Spirit. That's the God nudges that we have been talking about this whole time. But then she talks about the Word. That's why we talk about reading our Bibles all the time, because then it's your active counsel. And I was also thinking from Ephesians 6.10, where it's like the armor of God, and it talks about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. And then I was thinking, because I'm more of a combative personality, <laughs> it's like, ooh, sword's a weapon. Okay, so now we're on the attack instead of the defense. But if you've had combat training or of any sort, like Farron, me and you, we did MMA stuff and grappling things in college, which was intense, most sort I've ever been in my life. Even self-defense classes. Yes, I did some combat hop keto when I was in <laughs> high school, which is so awesome. So put your kids in these classes, people. Especially your girls. They can pop up on some boys. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's, there's short, mid, and long-range weapons. So long-range, think like arrows, bow and arrows. Mid-range, that could be like a sling, shout out David, or spears. But then there's short-range, which is like sword, dagger, knife, that kind of thing. It's And if you've had training, you know that that is an extension of your body. So it is attached to you wherever you go. So then that made me think, cool, the Bible should be with us wherever we go. You have it on your phone, right? So keep it with you. It needs to be an extension of your body. So I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say about that part. No. <laughs> I was thinking, okay, a long-range weapon could then also be like prayer, praying for something yeah. far in advance. Yeah. Or or even your community could be your mid-range. Like they're going to link arms with you. Mm -hmm. Like, nope. Fortress. Again, we like great analogies here. So that was awesome. I like that one. <laughs> okay. So this chapter, again, was called I Am Listening, not 
or, you know, make sure that it's not just going, falling on deaf ears, that you're Mm -hmm. actually doing something with it, that you are getting still, getting in his word, active prayer, giving God an opportunity to speak and not always, you know, having to fill that space. Uh, The Holy Spirit and God can fill that space too. Yeah. So read slash listen slash be in community. And then when you hear a prompting or feel a prompting, you're listening to it, which means it's not just like, oh, that meant nothing to me, or I didn't think about that twice or write it down or anything. And then you can ask for clarification further if you need it. And like most things, you get better with practice. Hooray! So if you're not excellent the first time, don't quit. (laughs) Welcome to life. Just remember what you tell your kids or younger youth people. Like, you tried once and weren't great at it. Like, do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? I'm staring at the microphone right now. (laughs) Like, you're here, like... You tried it once, and it wasn't fantastic, and you quit? Come on now. We make our kids eat green beans at least seven times, I right? I like green beans. The doctor upped it to 15. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Said, <laughs> Listen, Gabby. Yeah, the taste bud thing, it used to be seven. My <laughs> oldest used to quote it at kids, at her younger siblings, and probably her cousins too. But uh, then she went for her 10-year-old checkup, and the doctor said 15, and she was about to call the doctor out, but then was like, hold up, you're Science a doctor. Got better. I, I guess. <laughs> So, yes, stick with it. Don't quit. All right, you guys. Good times. Always. See you next time. Bye. We're really good at segues. (laughs) And sound effects, right? Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, (laughs) tell them where they can find us Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week yeah it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy thank you technology go technologies and Uh, instagrams yes all right we'll catch you next week guys bye this episode is brought to you by 21 kicks journals the journals you'll actually finish Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.